put your hands together this morning for that. Thank you, Frank. You need a pay raise. You can have Jen's check. She don't need it. No, I'm joking. I love you, Jen. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Pastor Jamie, you'll probably watch this in a little bit. I am so thankful that you have entrusted me with these people that you pastor and you shepherd so very well. And I want to say thank God that you were able to get away for a time of rest, come back rejuvenated, and come back ready to fight. Love you. <clears throat> All right, so you guys have been in a series on what? Mountains, mountains. Pastor Jamie uh, talked, I believe, a couple weeks ago about it, and then Frank killed it last week. I'm like, I'm like, dude, like, why? They don't need me. It's like, just let Frank do part two today. Uh, I love you. Tag team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So today we're going to talk about the mountain of worship. Everybody say the mountain of worship. It's your choice. Go ahead, say that. Say it's your choice. The mountain of worship is your choice. So today we're going to look at uh, Matthew chapter 3, um, verses 13 through 17. And once I start reading this, this will be very familiar to a lot of you guys. Um, and if not, we'll catch you up real quick. Look at your neighbor and say, he'll catch us up. All right. Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to Jordan to John to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And you come to me? But Jesus answered him, let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were open to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I, who I am well pleased. What did the voice from heaven say? This is my Son. This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Let me ask you a quick question. What had the Son done up to that point? Nothing. So the father was saying, you're mine before he ever did anything. So if you're in here today and you feel like you got to strive, stop striving. All it's going to do is frustrate you. Put the oars down and, and, and set your heart like a sail and let his spirit blow you in the direction that he wants you to go in. That's just free. That's... But this is my beloved son. Everybody say son. And who I'm well pleased. Now, I think it's funny that oftentimes, like, I grew up very charismatic, Pentecostal church, don't judge me. I grew up in church where people ran around, hair buns got shaken down, bobby pins went everywhere. You know, women wore skirts, you know, all the time. And, and, and so I grew up very charismatic, very Pentecostal. And I knew people that knew how to talk in tongues, but they couldn't be nice. Can I get an amen from anybody who's ever encountered somebody who was like, oh, I got the Holy Ghost. That's cool. I'm happy you got it. Can I see some fruit, though? It's got to be more than talking in tongues. If the Holy Spirit you got has still got you mean as a snake, I need to ask what it was you got a hold of. Because you might want to give it back. I'm, it's cool. I'm good. We're good. So I, I think it's amazing, though, how, how, how the spirit that came and rested on him then turned around and led him somewhere. And guess where? 
it didn't lead him to it didn't lead him to Hawaii. My bucket list. Didn't take him to New Zealand. My other bucket list. It didn't take him to it didn't take him anywhere. Took him to a wilderness, to a to a desert, to a to a dry place. All right, sorry. I'm back. Sorry, I may have small bursts of excitement in the middle of this. So put your seatbelts on. All right. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Let me ask you a question. Is it just me or when you fast, should it actually be called slowing? It's like the days go on forever. I'm like, 40 days? Like anybody? Okay, so when I was younger, it was, it was all about, you know, can you not tarry an hour? Can you pray an hour? And so I remember, you know, I was like, I'd get up and I was, you know, I'm going to pray for an hour. And like five minutes in, I prayed about everything that I thought. Prayed for the president, vice president. I mean, I prayed for everybody. Prayed for my family. Prayed for world peace. Prayed for Israel. Prayed for world hunger. Then, like, like you know, so so it's like, what am I supposed to do in the next fifty-five minutes? I I didn't, you know, I've covered everything. So so Jesus was in the wilderness and he was fasting. He was those of you who do not know that man, he was going without food. You might look at me and be like, that dude is doing real good. <laughs> You might look at me and say, that dude is doing real good. But, but, but he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. Let me ask you a question. What was the last thing he heard his father say? When he was being baptized, this is and who I'm well. So as he's going through the wilderness, as he's going, he, he's, he's gone. And it wasn't at the beginning of the fast. It was at the end when he was probably tired and weak. And so the enemy shows up and says, if you are who that voice said you are, prove it. If you're a Christian, prove it. That's what he said. He said, if you are the son of God, prove it to me. How? Turn these stones into bread. Jesus could have turned the stones into a mountain, a mountain of mashed potatoes. Cheesy mashed potatoes. You don't need no gravy for that stuff. Get the cheesy. My wife can make some good mashed potatoes, y'all. Lord have mercy. She's doing this keto thing, and it's killing me. Um. Because it's like, man, can a brother just, I just want some cheesy mashed potatoes. Anyway, so, 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 so Jesus could have, but he responded. He responded, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the mouth of God. Hear me, if you're living a life today and you don't think you're living the word that God has spoken over your life, you may need to come into alignment with that. You are a spoken word into the earth. And God knew the circumstances that you would get here by. You may have been surprised to your mama and daddy, but God knew you was going to get here when you got here. He knew it. And so man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. The devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down, right? Because it's written. Everybody say it's written. 
See, this is the thing you got to understand. Just because you know the word don't make you don't make nothing special about you. It, 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 because the truth of the matter is the Bible says even the demons believe and tremble. And, and, and so the enemy's quoting the word. And the craziest thing about it, he's, he, he's not messing it up. He's, he's quoting scripture. Throw yourself down for it is written. He will command his angels concerning you and on their hands they will bear you up lest you strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him again, it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to, a, to, to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain. Y'all were like, where is he going? He ain't said nothing about mountains yet. We, we, we there, stay with me. We're we going on it, going on a trip in my favorite rocket ship. Y'all know nothing about that, you guys. My bad, I forgot I forgot where I was. You guys are all Jesus' second cousin. Y'all have known him since he was playing stickball in Jerusalem, right? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> cut off shorts. Uh, anyway, it's a joke. You can laugh in church, y'all. Man. So Jesus, so, so he took him on the very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the, of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these I will give you if you will bow down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, be gone, Satan, for it's written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. Now, this is something that's really cool. Oftentimes you read scripture and we see how Jesus would go off and he would sneak away and he would pray and, and, and he'd leave the crowd and he'd go away and he would pray. But I think it's really cool that we got insight into his temptation. I don't think that was put in there for no reason. I, th I think it was put there for our good. It was put there for our good. So the, so the devil took him to a very high mountain and he showed him all the kingdoms and their glory. And he said, I, can, I will give you all this if you'll just do me one favor. Just one. Bow down and worship me. Now, we know that the devil has wanted worship from the, for, for a long time. We know he's wanted worship for a long time. And how do we know that? Well, that's what got him kicked out of heaven. I'm still trying to figure out how you get kicked out of heaven. That's crazy, man. I mean, like carbs for days and you don't gain weight. Okay, just let me dream a little bit, okay? Don't, don't call me out, okay? And so, and so, and so the devil was saying, hey, listen, what is your worth? See, see, when we say the word worship, it's actually derived from an older English word, and the way it's actually stated originally is worth. Worth. What he was saying was, is this worth everything you heard your father say about you? You're my son. What was God saying when he was son? He was saying, you're my offspring. You're my legacy. 
you get the inheritance. See, we, we read that and we're like, oh, you know, this is my beloved son. To whom no, no, no. That word son is so important. A slave can live in the house, can work in the house, but owns nothing in the house. The son owns everything, even though he's at a very immature age, because the Bible says it this way. If the son of the house makes you free, then you're free indeed. If you're in here today or you're watching and you struggle with depression and things that weigh you down and you've got anxiety, hear me, I get it. I get it. Like, I, I, I understand. But the son has set you free. Embrace the freedom. Embrace it. Like, really, embrace it. Yeah, you can say, you know what, I have this. But guess what? This doesn't have to have you. This may be something that I struggle. This may be a thorn in my flesh. But guess what? My daddy's got this. So, so, the, so, so, so the, the devil took him on the high mountain and he said, just bow down and worship me. And I can give you all this. This is another amazing thing that I see. Jesus didn't correct him. He said, this is all mine and I can give it to you. And Jesus didn't say, well, no, it's not. That's my daddy's. He didn't argue with him. He didn't. And so, and so, 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 so oftentimes in life, situations try to dictate to us who God is. And they sometimes devalue his worth in our eyes. Hear me. There is no devaluing God because he's God. But there are certain situations that come up that you're like, uh, uh, I believe you can do anything, but you can't do that. Because my life experience in the past has said, yeah, no, huh? I, I, I prayed for my friend not to die from cancer, and they still died. And so the enemy comes in in that moment, and he devalues the worth He, he tries to bring the value of who God is down in your world. He was tempted. That's what I love about Jesus, man. It's like he was, he was fully God, but he was fully man. Brother knew what it was to struggle. Sorry, I'm from the east end of the west side, and so sometimes that stuff jumps out, and I forgot where I was, so no, I'm joking. Like he knew. So the devil's like, just, just worship me, and I'll give you this. Worship me, and I'll make, you, I'll make your life easy. Just, just worship me. Just, just, just worship me. Say this, perspective is everything. Perspective is everything. So he took him on a high mountain to, to, to get Jesus to worship him. He said, I want to give you all this, and I, I want you to exchange the worth of this for the value your father just put in you. Hear me, man. If you're a father in this room, the value you put in your kids is 
it, it is so important. It's so important. Because if you don't tell them what they're worth, the world will. We live in a culture that tells them what they're worth every day. Oh, you're fat. Oh, no, you're not worth anything. You're not making any money. Oh, you got a lazy eye? Or they say, come on, and we'll doctor it up in Photoshop. So, so the enemy was trying to take something from, he was trying to get something from Jesus. And I love his response because it was almost as if Jesus was saying, you ain't worth it. If I was a cool preacher, I would have I titled this sermon, Beating the Devil on His Own Turf. If I was cool, I'm not that cool. Pastor Jamie's cool. He'll come up with that stuff. Uh, but but he, he, he was looking and he said, uh, it looks good. And it may even feel good. But it ain't worth it. I refuse to give the enemy any type of worth. refused and so it was almost as if Jesus was saying my daddy gave me everything I needed everything the Bible says he's given us everything we need for life and godliness and today's Pentecost Sunday and hear me I'm hear me I'm I, like I said I grew up charismatic I believe in the in the in, in the in the gift of tongues I believe in that but but hear me I also believe that the Holy Spirit came to make who God is more real to us. Yes. Hear me. If you got a spirit that didn't make his fatherhood in your life more real, let's ask what you got. Who can know the thoughts of a man but the spirit of a man? And who can know the thoughts of God but the spirit of God? So I can always know at any moment time what God is thinking about me in a situation because I have his spirit. So Jesus is... Uh, Jesus is on this mountain, and he's looking at the enemy, and he's like, yeah, you're not worth it. You're, 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 not, worth, you're not worth what my daddy gave me. I, I, I can't give up my inheritance. The first Adam did, because he didn't know his worth. He didn't know his value. But the last Adam, not the second, the last, because there'll never be another liking. The last Adam shows up and says, mm, nah, I'm not going to do that. So this is what's really cool. This is what's really cool. So the enemy took him up and showed him on, on a mountain and showed him this. But there's another mountain that I want to close with. You ready? I don't even think it was actually a mountain. I think it was more of a hill. I think the old folks used to sing on a hill far away stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. They, let's look at the let's look at the second let's look at the hill where Jesus again is sitting in a high place. 
So the temptation, the tempter took him to a high place to give him a perspective of something. And his destiny took him to a high place to let him see something. And so hanging there, even though, even though it was a bad, like hear me, that was a bad day. But he was saying, I didn't want it the way the enemy wanted to give it to me. Father, I'll take it the way you want me to have it. Because it was all his. He didn't argue with the devil. But he said, Father, I'll take it the way you want me to have it. Because the truth of the matter is, in his worst day, in his worst situation, the crucifixion, him giving up his life was an act of worship. Hanging on the cross. And I love it. I, I, I love Pastor Jamie. Me and Pastor Jamie have some really, I can't tell y'all some of the conversations we have. Because <laughs> some people will be like, yep, you're crazy. But I love it because the last thing he said was, into your hands, I commit my spirit. So he was on the mountain once being tempted to get it his own way. He was tempted to get it his own way. And he said, I can't get it this way. I could take it, but, but I can't get it this way. And in the greatest act of worship, this is, this is, this is how I know that Jesus wasn't alone on the cross. This is why I know the father did not turn his back on him. Why would you commit your soul to someone who you didn't trust? Why would you commit something that of, of great worth to someone you didn't trust? And so the greatest act of worship, he, 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 he says, he says, into your hands, into your hands, I, can, I commit my, my spirit. I love it because they nailed him to the cross. Which meant when he was dying, he was like this. When, when he was dying, he was worshiping like this. I wish I was. I wish I was smarter. Some of these counselors, they can read body language really well. I've, I, I, I may have had to go to a couple in my life. If you get to know me well enough, you'll understand why. Um, but, but, but they talk about body language, and they talk about how when people are sitting, usually like this, they're not open. 
they can't receive anything you're trying to give them. But when you see things like this, all these are languages that are heard even though you never open your mouth. So I wonder what language this is. Like what? So we talked about it's the mountain of worship, the church voice. Question that I have for you today. Is simply this. How will you choose to give him worth? Didn't work out the way I thought it should. That situation didn't I, I had it all worked out. I had it, it all worked out. They were gonna say this, I was gonna say this. It was it was all good. It was all good. And it didn't work out. So foo on you, God because you didn't do what I wanted you to do. No, 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 anybody can worship when you got a fat bank account. When you ain't stressing about bills, like, I mean, the world is a better place. Can I get an amen from anybody who knows what it's like, even if it's just for a short time to have a full bank account? You know, like, I love being able to see my, see my checking account when, like, I get paid, because it's like, man, that's a nice bank account. Then it's like, oh, I got bills, I ain't paid no bills yet. Then reality sets in. <laughs> or I've overdrawn and my wife is saying, okay, babe, I got to put money into out savings. And she calls me out on that often. That's why she handles the money, not me. But what? But what? What are you willing to do? Not just on good days. But, but, but Frank, what are you willing to do when, when not just all hell is breaking loose? But what are you going to do home and it ain't no peace in your house and you go to work and you can't find peace there and you're driving down the road and your brain is going a million miles a minute a minute a second because you're trying to figure things out what are you going to do in those moments I'm I'm learning I'm learning this we live in a very digital age access to everything at all times pretty much sometimes it's nice to just take a break let me get my phone real quick babe let me show you you guys got let me, i'm gonna show you something real quick i want to show you the control you got okay you ready you ready you see this you see this right here gary show you how you get a little bit of silence in your world you ready this, this is an iphone I don't know what the other phones are. They're special. I just turned it off. And I'll go on even better. And now I have the opportunity to just take a moment and give God what he's worthy of. Now hear me, I gotta let you know one more thing that I promise I'm done. Like I said, I grew up Pentecostal church. We had at least 16 closings. Um, it's a joke. I'm going to stop at 12. But 
But often, oftentimes, oftentimes it's really good to just stop. Now, I'm not of the belief system that worship is what we do on Sunday mornings alone. Worship is when I get to go on a on a date with her. Worship is when I can beat my kids at a game on the Xbox. Don't judge me. There are people still alive today because there's some shooting games on an Xbox. That's all I'm saying. We, 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 we've created this dumb dichotomy where worship is something that's done here and it's slow and it's, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Worship is whatever you do with the Father. Frank, when you go to work tomorrow, guess what? There's worship. Angie, you live with Frank. There's grace. And then there's worship. <laughs> I love you, man. It's okay. My wife gets into heaven automatically. Because <laughs> um, she said yes to me, and I'm crazy. Uh, so sometimes maybe it's not necessarily you putting on a slow worship song. Maybe it's it's you just going on a walk, saying, "God, come on, let's go for a walk." What's, what's going on? What's going on in heaven that I'm not seeing? Like, what are you doing? Because you know what I found out. Oftentimes, when I think of God speaking, it's always to give direction. It's always, "Well, you you need to go here and don't go down this road." And no, no, no. I'm finding out more and more. He just likes to tell me what he thinks about me. Hear me, if somebody talked to you the way that you talk to yourself in your head, you'd punch them in the face. Can I get an amen? Let somebody walk up to you. Could you call, you do something wrong. Oh man, I'm so stupid, I'm so dumb. Let me walk up to you. You're stupid you're, and, and you wanna fight me and all I'm doing is agreeing with what you're agreeing with. But, but the truth is sometimes he's just like, my son my son gave his life because I wanted you to know your worth I wanted you to know your worth everybody stand to your feet before I before I walk up walk, walk out from up here I want you guys to do me a favor if you feel comfortable doing this now if you're watching this online and you're driving don't do this and if you, if you are and you do it and you get in a wreck, you can send the bill to Grace Life Church. Address it to Pastor Jamie Wright. He'll take care of it. Jesus paid it all. Glory to God. But I want you, just for a moment, to close your eyes and begin to think of the worth of God in your life. What has he been worth to you? worshiping at even this week that you need to go back to and say give me that value back I need to give it to who it's worthy of 
Father, we love you. Thank you so much for everything you are. Thank you so much for everything you are. Thank you that your worth is defined by more than anything I can ever give. But I'll give you the best I've got, which is just me. You're worthy of my time. You're, you're worthy of my thought. You're, you're worthy of the, the, the capacity in my mind. You're, you're worthy. You're